This is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. And welcome to this episode of the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. And today is a solo Saturday. It's just me. All by my lonesome here in the studio. No guest, just me riffing, saying what's on my heart. Um, Let me begin with a humongous and heartfelt congratulations to President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. Now, this is big. This is beautiful. This is the first step towards some major change in the United States. Um, Well, let me tone it down a little bit and say, hopefully, it's the step to it's a first step towards major change in the United States. I think it will be. Uh, I don't think you could find two men who are more different than Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Uh, I think there's going to be change. I think it's going to be positive change. Now, that's not to be naive. I don't want to say that it's, it's not going to be a rough road because it is. I think a lot of people are going to resist this change. But I will say what um, Trump supporters said back in 2016 when Hillary Clinton lost. Um, Get over it. (laughs) Uh, In in all seriousness, uh, you know, the American people have spoken. Uh, You know, forget about the conspiracy theories. Stop it, people. Stop that. Um, If you can't do your own fact checking and back things up. You know, just because Trump says it doesn't mean it's true. Just because a website says it doesn't mean it's true. Just because uh, Trump followers and supporters say it, it does not make it true. When it comes to these conspiracy theories and these accusations of voting fraud, voter fraud, uh, there are no uh, documented incidences or occurrences of voter fraud in the 2020 election. So stop it. Just stop it. Um, and I say congratulations to uh, President-elect Joe Biden, and, uh, uh, and, I, and I say job well done, because major news sources are now announcing that um, the current situation is such that the remaining votes that have yet to be counted, there are, you know, not all votes have been counted at this point, but the votes that are remaining are not enough for Trump to swing things uh, to his favor and win the election. Uh, we're talking mostly about Pennsylvania, but it does appear that it is pretty much the same situation with Nevada, uh, Georgia, and Arizona. Uh, that is to say that it does not look like there's any mathematical pathway for Trump to turn the tides and allow this election to go in his favor. So I will say congratulations to Joe Biden. I am not a news source. I'm not a politician. I'm not a political pundit. So I'm just going off of information that I have gathered and fact-checked. Fact-checked. Okay. Try that, people. Fact-checked myself. Uh, which have led me to believe that Joe Biden will or is the president-elect. It has been announced on major news sources. So there we go. First step in a new direction for America. Uh, Did you guys see Van Jones? Um, Look it up. Van Jones crying. 
uh, after the presidential announcement. Um, oh, I'm sorry, after the announcement that, that Biden is the president-elect. He was on CNN and he broke down in tears. And for those who are prone to troll Van Jones, I ask that you 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 put that on pause. Um, search it up on Google and find that little snippet there where Van Jones broke down crying and he tells you why he was crying. It was very it was a very emotional moment. I feel that it's a very emotional moment. Uh, love him or not, you must admit that during these last four years there have been many more incidents of uh, blatant uh, racism. Um, this man has uh, somehow been able to make people feel more comfortable with displaying their racism. And people like Van Jones, people like myself, um, yeah, black people, black parents, um, we've, we have felt that. We have felt that. Um, this, this, this new era of blatant, open racism, people are no longer afraid to hide their racism. And it, and it makes things dangerous for, for us out on the streets. Uh, again, uh, love tr Trump or not, you must admit that that is the case. Truth. Fact checks. Excuse me, I had to take a little drink of water there. So I just wanted to jump on the mic and do this uh, Solo Saturday episode. It's been quite a while since I've done a Solo Saturday uh, episode. Here a few days ago, I did do a solo episode. But uh, I don't know. I've been enjoying having guests on. I've been uh, enjoying meeting new people through my podcast. So that's why I've been a little bit absent in this uh, solo capacity. But, uh, you know, thinking about uh, the election, that it seems to have finally come to an end I just felt the burden was off my shoulders and I just felt like sharing um, my positive feelings about uh, about the conclusion of this uh, wild roller coaster ride that has been the 2020 election. This wild roller coaster ride that has been the Trump administration since 2016. I, for one, am very glad to see it come to an end. Um, one thing that uh, President-elect Biden said was that he does not want to be a Democrat president. He wants to be an American president. He will do his best to represent everyone. Uh, amen to that. Uh, I can get on board with that. I can get on board with anything that brings this country back together. Uh, stop with the hatred. Stop with the foolish conspiracy theories. Take a deep breath and let's be a United States of America. Again, can we try that? Can we give that a shot? Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to get that off my chest. I also wanted to get another thing off my chest. Here a couple of days ago, it was the one-year anniversary of my son Johnny's death. Um, as my listeners know from previous episodes, I've talked about my son Johnny and his death. Uh, he died from a, a heroin overdose. He had a problem problem with opiates, uh, and unfortunately, it took his took his life a year ago, just a couple of days ago. Uh, I'm here to tell you, it hasn't gotten easier. Uh, as I've said many times before, I've I have to a large degree used this podcast in a therapeutic uh, sense. Um, 
kind of like a uh, buffer between myself and the reality of my son being gone. Um, I started this podcast as a search for a new motivation, a new inspiration, something that could, could lift me out of the, um, yeah, the depression that fell on me, uh, when, when my, when my son passed, uh, because the depression did fall on me, uh, and that depression is still on me. It has not been lifted. Uh, so it's not a mission accomplished type of thing. It's not a celebratory, uh, anniversary, uh, of his death. You know, I'm still struggling with it. Um, and I'm not saying this to say poor me. I'm saying this to inform. I'm saying this to share. Um, some people feel a burden. They feel a responsibility to deal with their losses, you know, the loss of a loved one uh, in this case. They have a responsibility to quickly deal with that and quickly move on and, and, and uh, kind of put it behind them. And, of course, if you're able to do that, um, sincerely do that, uh, and truly do that, then that is a great thing. Um, but the reality of it is, is people deal with loss in, a, in, in different ways. I have no idea how to deal with mine. Like I said, this podcast and my journey of meeting people who inspire me, meeting people who, uh, I think are interesting, um, people who I think can teach me something which will then strengthen me, which will then put me in a bit, in a better situation to deal with my loss, my deficiency, which again will then put me in a situation to where I am stronger and more able to help others who may be struggling in some way. Um, the short story is that uh, uh, the short story of the reason for my podcast is, is that, you know, I, I'm, I'm searching for comfort. I'm searching for strength and understanding which will then put me in a position to where I could possibly help others do the same. So the struggle continues. Um, yeah, the, the death of my son is not any easier to deal with. If anything, it's harder, if that makes sense to you. It's been, uh, it's been rough the last few days. It's been a strange last few days because I, uh, oh yeah, here comes Snoopy checking on her man. What's up, Snoot? Huh? Okay, you want to step back? There's a black man at work here. <laughs> um, what was I talking about? Yeah, it's been... Um, yeah, that was Snoopy, by the way, just sticking her head in the door here, being cute. But no, what I was talking about was it's been a crazy, crazy last uh, few days, the, the last week. I've had four... Um, national uh, media appearances uh, over the last few days, um, twice on the radio and twice on TV, national, that, uh, with national coverage. Um, <laughs> and while that is a very cool thing to experience, and believe me, I, I feel blessed and privileged to be uh, allowed, you know, to be invited on that platform, I didn't ask for it. They came to me. And that is such a humbling experience. You know, again, I feel so fortunate and blessed to be invited to speak and appear on, on a national level platform like that uh, here in Norway. 
So it's very cool. You know, it's great, you know, to be heard. It's great to be able to promote myself and what I do. Um, you know, they asked me about my podcast and it's actually, it's my podcast that has given me, um, that has opened the doors so that I can get that kind of intent, uh, uh, attention so that I can get those kind of, uh, invitations. So, uh, hats off to, uh, my podcast and, and what it has brought me. It's very cool, but it's also very tiring. You know, um, I'm not, uh, I'm not used to that. And, and some people, maybe they do that and that's just part of their, their daily grind. But for me, it's this extraordinary, uh, wow experience kind of. So, uh, it's a mental strain that brings about a physical effect on me. Uh, I, I get so worn out after those things. Uh, I don't know what that is. It's kind of some, some sort of aftershock. Maybe it's adrenaline that hits me or whatever. And then when it has happened four times over the last, uh, five or six days, that's a lot of adrenaline. <laughs> and so it, it's, it's draining. So, uh, what does Arnold Schwarzenegger say? He says, it's all about repetition. It's all reps. So come on, Norwegian media, give me some more invites so that I can get used to this. Um, it's kind of, in a surrealistic way, it's kind of a dream come true uh, to be able to uh, to get on a national platform like that. You know, I, I do this podcast, you know, I'm sitting here in my home studio, I'm doing my thing, uh, it's just me, and then I sit afterwards and kind of cross my fingers and hope that people listen. But when I'm on a nationally broadcast uh, news uh, broadcast or a nationally broadcast radio uh episode a radio broadcast uh that's broadcast nationally that's different you know i at that point i know people are listening to to that particular piece that i'm giving right there so it's a, it's it's a very humbling experience i mean it, i i appreciate it and i and i uh, i enjoy it but it's also quite humbling and and very tiring so i'm i'm a little worn out I think part of it is the language thing. You know, I, I speak uh, very, well, I was going to be humble and say decent, but I speak good Norwegian. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> but but um, it comes at a cost. When, I, when I'm speaking English, I can just speak. But when I speak Norwegian, I, I go through this thought process. You know, the, it's, it's, it's almost like a computer processor where you have to you put in the information, it gets translated, and then it gets spit out in Norwegian. And that process, is, you know, you, you may not notice it, or Norwegians may not notice it when I'm speaking, but believe me, it is a process that is quite, um, you know, I, I feel it. <laughs> I feel it mentally. It, it's It's... It's, it's a little brain work that has to be done there to, to take my thoughts from my native and natural English and then put it out there in Norwegian. I'm sure that happens, you know, in the little synapses of my uh, noggin up there. It happens in, in microseconds, but it feels like this big, cumbersome and heavy project. Um, so maybe that's part of why I'm so tired my brain is tired, as Rocky Balboa would say. So, yeah, it's been a week of uh, media work. I, th I think they're going to, I think the, ra the radio program had said they were going to, uh, I did two different radio programs, and the one program I believe they said they were going to contact me again to kind of have a, a summary uh, after 
the election has been called. So the election has been called today. Who knows? Maybe they'll call me tomorrow or, or Monday or something. So I will be heard again. I'll be on that platform yet again. But it's like a dream come true. I, I you know, I want to be heard. I want my podcast to 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 be successful. Um, you know, it's um, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be able to do this. I guess any Joe Blow can can make a podcast, but I'm 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 really enjoying this, and I want to make it something special. I want to make it something that people enjoy listening to, uh, because I d- I definitely enjoy doing it. And again, the main goal, the main purpose of this podcast is to put these things out there in episodes with my guests, that, that, and they definitely inspire me. That's why I ask them to be my guests, and then my hope is that you, the listener, will also be inspired or be helped uh, along the way on, on your little life journey um, or your big life journey. Maybe it's a big life journey. I don't mean to minimalize your, uh, your life, but that's basically the purpose of my podcast. So I hope you guys feel that. I hope it does something for you. It definitely does something for me. Um, wow. What a, what a week, what a roller coaster, you know, the, uh, the relief and the satisfaction that uh, this election is over and it's ended the way that that, uh, that I wanted it to end. And it, frankly, I'll say it ended in the way I believe the country needed it to end. I don't think we would have come out better with another four years of the way things have been now. Uh, I don't under, I, I truly don't, you know, they, he has his slogan, make America great again. Uh, well, <laughs> has he really done that? Uh, it's kind of funny. He he was campaigning on, uh, on how uh, how bad things are. Uh, so vote for me uh, and get more of the same. That's basically if you break it down. That's basically what he was campaigning on. And I thank the good Lord that enough people saw the uh, the BS and uh, and and voted accordingly. It's a good thing. Um. You know, I was thinking, uh, every time I watch the Tennessee Titans play, now an old classmate from high school uh, back home in Ohio um, is the uh, the head of security for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, hi, Shelly, if you're listening. <laughs> you're probably not listening, but if you are, hi. She's the head of security. She's an old classmate of mine. And the coach, uh, Vrabel, what's his name? Mike Vrabel, is the son of my, um, he was a, uh, basketball coach and gym teacher that I had back in middle school and high school. Uh, no, not high school. He was in, in, in middle school, seventh and eighth grade, uh, seventh grade. I believe he was my gym teacher. And then in eighth grade, he was my basketball coach. No, yeah, he was my basketball coach my freshman year also as well. Yeah. Mike Vrabel's father was my coach. And I always chuckle because, um, now my main sport was football. I was a tailback running back, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't think they call them tailbacks these days. Everybody's a running back. Anyway, back then I was a tailback or a halfback actually, because we ran from, yeah, this is now I'm getting into the technicalities of American football, but we, we ran it either a T or a split formation. Those were the two formations we had. So technically I was a halfback anyway. Uh, so that was my main sport. And then, um, I loved it so much. I, and I was, I was a darn good, uh, halfback or running back or tailback, whatever you want to call it. I was darn good. 
and I think part of that was because I was in training year round. You know, if it wasn't football, it was basketball or track and field. And all of those things I did were to supplement my skills and conditioning for football. So all my, all my years up until my freshman year, um, I played basketball on the side, you know, as a decent player. Uh, I wasn't great. You know, my, I excelled in football, but I was a, I was a average, maybe slightly above average basketball player. But my freshman year, I decided that, um, that I wanted to wrestle instead of playing basketball. Or am I thinking wrong? Maybe this was in eighth grade. I don't know. Eighth or ninth grade. I can't remember. It was either my last year of middle school or my first year of high school. <clears throat> One or the other. I can't remember. That I, I went up to Coach Vrabel, Chuck Vrabel, and I told him, Coach, uh, and this was like maybe, um, I don't even think we had had our first game. We had just started practicing. And wrestling and basketball started at the same time. And I told him, Coach, I want to quit. I want to go over and, uh, and wrestle. <laughs> and I'll never forget, you know, and I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to blackball the guy. I'm not trying to say he did anything wrong, but you know, coaches and gym teachers and stuff back in those days, you know, back in the, in the eighties were a little different. They were a little harsher. They were a little more direct. Uh, and I told him this and he, he, uh, he pretty much cussed me out and told me I was an idiot for quitting basketball. It was a waste of athleticism, he said. And um, I remember in my preteen or, or newly teenaged uh, brain, that was just, uh, uh, for me, that was just a weird, uh, I, I didn't know how to process that. Uh, so I didn't. <laughs> I, you know, I, just, I, I distinctly remember just walking off the court and uh, the next day was my first wrestling, uh, <laughs> my first wrestling practice. So it's funny. I just kind of I, I think of that every time I see the Tennessee Titans play uh, on TV here. So uh, that, that's my uh, that's a it's a little trip down memory lane every time I see the Titans or hear anything about them playing, because I think of uh, Mike Vrabel's father. Chuck Vrabel, who was my gym teacher and uh, for a brief, very brief period, was my basketball coach. <laughs> and there's your, there's our trip down memory lane today. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I just wanted to say those few things. Again, congratulations on the president-elect and uh, vice president-elect. I think they're going to do a good job. Um it's going to be interesting to see how I, I do believe people are going to actually ramp up the talk of conspiracy theories and stuff. And there's probably going to be a little violence in our street, in our streets. Um, I don't want to make light of it, but, but uh, I do expect there to be violence. Um, but I will say to those uh, potential rioters and people who uh, will potentially commit violence. I want to say the same thing you said to people on the left, the so-called snowflakes on the left back in 2016, get over it, get used to it. He is your president. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'll never say that to anyone's face. I'm not that kind of person, but, but really think about, think about, um, just, just 
Think about how you felt when Trump won in 2016, how it was a new era for you. You were feeling good about things and you just couldn't see why the other side couldn't accept it. Okay. Uh, now the roles are reversed and it's time for some soul searching. Um, I'll, I'll say that the difference between 2016 and now is that, or, or the difference between a Trump um, presidency, the Trump uh, uh leadership the theme has not been all for one and one for all he seems to be only interested in being the president of those who support him um i think that's going to change with this administration he said it straight up he wants to be a president of the united states of america not the president of those who support him so let's give him a chance to show that that's what he means um stay home tonight people don't hit the streets with violence um if you're going to hit the streets, do it in the name of peace. Do it in the name of change. If you can't stand the idea of Biden being your president, hey, that's fine. That's your right. But don't take it to the streets in a violent manner because you're not going to change anything. You're not. Uh, all you're doing is putting yourself and your fellow citizens in uh, a potentially dangerous situation. For God's sake, don't, don't, don't do that. Stay home. Uh, build a coalition that's going to make change, uh, the change that you want in, uh, in the political spectrum. Uh, because going out in the streets and waving, your, uh, waving an AR-15 around, that's not going to lead to any political change. It's, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It may make you feel satisfied in the moment, but that's not going to bring any change uh, unless you, you put bullets in your fellow citizens. Then that's going to bring change for you and the people whom you harm. So think, take a deep breath, blow it out. Take another deep breath, blow it out, and then act accordingly. And accordingly in this case is act like an American citizen because that's what you are. Do the right thing as an American citizen. Um, we can be political opponents, but why, why do you have to make it to where we are enemies? Let's not, let's not do that. Let's be political opponents. That's kind of fun. That's challenging. That leads to growth. That leads to intellectualism. Okay? There's no room to be enemies. That's, that's, I ain't hip with that. Okay? Daddy-o. Okay, so that is today's episode of the Coming Home Podcast. This has been a long-awaited solo Saturday. Uh, spur of the moment, unscripted, hard on my sleeve, naked and afraid, that's me. Bye, everybody. Thank you and goodbye.